Ciao a tutti. What is going on, everyone? I am Pat the Pac-Man. Welcome to Barking for Balance, the podcast where we talk about dogs and anything else that we want to talk about. Yes, that includes me speaking Italian and Sicilian, so get your notepads out. You're going to be taking some notes if you want to learn another language. Most of it is probably going to be bad words, but hey, it is what it is. Today on this episode, I want to talk about the housebreaking process, how to get your dog housebroken the right way. I'm not going to include the what not to do's. I'm just going to include the what to do's. I'm going to do the what not to do's on a separate podcast because that's going to be a whole explosion of stuff. Curse words, malaparole, a bunch of stuff, English words, bad words as well, but it's all good. So uh, what to do to get a dog housebroken the right way. I also want to talk about how to focus on progress and not perfection. It's not just something that I talk to my clients about. It's something that I like to live by. Um, it, it relates to the whole, you know, faith and patience, and it kind of allows you to calm down and not worry and just keeps you grounded a little bit. So focusing on progress, not perfection, very important topic. But before we get started on that, just a little bit of a funny topic or a little funny story or whatever you want to call it just happened uh, actually yesterday on a phone call. Got called by a client or a potential client, somebody who was inquiring about the services. And basically, to make a very, very long story short, um, they were telling me about a dog that they adopted. I'm sorry, the dog that they purchased from a breeder, quote unquote breeder. I you know, no information specifically whether this was a reputable breeder or what the story was, but they were having, you know, this was a puppy having issues, you know, typical puppy problems. But one of the areas that they wanted to specifically address was the housebreaking issues. And so the uh, topic of how to housebreak is uh, very important here. And that's why I wanted to discuss it in detail. But this particular person was telling me how the breeder, and I put quotes around the breeder because I'm not exactly sure what kind of individual this was. I highly doubt this was an actual breeder. I have a feeling that um, this was just some some jerk off who, you know, had puppies and whatever. And so um, this person, this quote unquote breeder told the people that bought the dog from him or her that to housebreak him properly. I'm, I'm laughing because this was something I'd never heard of before. And so maybe, you know, somebody that's experienced this or does this or whatever can shed some light on this particular topic, but the individual in question, <laughs> I sound like a lawyer right now, um, was stating that the way that the dog should be housebroken is by using pretty much a litter box, um, like a box basically with like stuff in there. I mean, they were using actual litter. They were recommended to get some of those like, you know, artificial turf things. Um, they were also said that a wee wee pad would work well with like some dirt on it. I'm not exactly sure what the dynamic was, but pretty much the reason why I'm bringing this up and I forget what breed of dog it was. I want to say it was a French bulldog, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Maybe it was one of those like mixed, you know, quote unquote designer breeds. Now um, I'm not exactly sure. But regardless of the breed, this is what the breeder recommended. And I'm going to put quotes around every time I say breeder in this particular case. But um, the breeder, with quotes, recommended that they use this system. And of course, obviously, they're struggling with this whole process after like a couple of days because what happened was um, the dog started to pee and poop basically outside of this box. Now, this was literally a box, like a litter box, I'm assuming, with the cover and all the whole the whole bit. 
I'm not, you know, again, I'm not exactly sure the details. I was kind of cracking up when they told me this whole story. So, you know, I, 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 I'm not exactly sure what the dynamic is, but it was basically a box with the cover and the whole bit. So the dog was having problems with it um, because of the fact that basically what was happening was at first he was going in this whole thing because they were picking him up and putting him in and he would come out and they would pick him up and put him back in and he would come out and they would pick him up and put him back in and he would come out. And eventually he started going occasionally in this box and they would throw, you know, the typical housebreaking crap and throw him a parade and, and oh my God, you're such a good boy and give him treats and all this shit just for freaking pooping, pooping and peeing. We'll get to that in a second. Um, and basically that's really what happened. So eventually what took place was that the puppy was going into the box halfway. So his front paws were inside of the box, but his back paws were outside of the box. So he was peeing and pooping outside of the box, basically, which is not uncommon. We'll get to that, like with the whole, you know, weebie pad concepts and all that kind of stuff on a later podcast. But like I said, we'll talk about the don'ts on another podcast. But, um, like, the whole concept makes me crack up because it's like, how does a person recommend this to somebody? Now, these I don't blame the, the people that purchased the dog because they were new dog owners. They didn't know any better. So, you know, they had faith in this guy. They trusted this guy. This guy said, do this. And they thinking, OK, well, this guy knows what he's talking about. So we're going to do what he says. And okay, so I don't blame them. But. The, the thing that the reason why I was really bringing this up was because he told them the, the additional ridiculousness of this whole thing was he told them that he, they needed to implement a phrase and or word in order to tell the dog when he was to go. So basically it was like, you know, on command, you push this button. And as soon as you push the button, the dog just goes. Now, is that possible? Yeah, because like C&I dogs actually are trained to, to go on command. So this way, you know, the, the person who is who's who's blind uh, knows where to pick up the poop. So so they, they can be trained, obviously. It's not a common thing. It's not like it's not a recommended thing for an everyday person. But obviously, you know, the situation dictates the rule. So for a seeing eye dog, it's it's the, the norm because of those circumstances. So that I understand, but a regular dog, it just doesn't make sense. Like go potty, go pee pee, go poopy. I mean, again, I'm getting ahead of myself with the whole housebreaking pro process, which we'll get to that in a second. But the reason why I'm bringing this story up is not because of this whole box issue itself is because the command that they decided to implement when teaching this dog to go in this box was dick in the box. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face, dick in the box. So they would basically tell the dog, Dick in the box. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's just hysterical. Dick in the box sounds some kind of like weird pornographic toy or some sort or some kind of like a porn name or I don't know, maybe like a, an insult to just a real big douchebag of some sort. I don't know. But dick in the box was the command that they used to say to this puppy to make him go and obviously you know the command was backfiring because his dick was definitely not in the box his dick was outside of the box so um clearly the puppy was not really understanding those words which i'm not surprised because as we already had talked about dogs don't understand words and for those people that think they do 
manicomio, ito manicomio, nut houses, nut houses. Anyway, so yeah, so that was the command, dick in the box. So this was a puppy that was being taught to go like a cat, I guess. I don't know. And um, again, I'm not sure exactly what the purpose of this was, if they were going to transition him out of it and eventually bring him outside. I'm not sure. Um, they were looking for answers with this whole thing. And so I gave them my personal opinion. And, um, you know, they they kind of liked how I was explaining it and how it should be and kind of made sense because duh. But um, but yeah, so so just, you know, we were cracking up about it. I mean, she was she was, you know, she was cool about it. She was you know, we were laughing about it together because dick in the box and dick in the box. And that's was what they were saying to this poor dog uh, dick in the box. And obviously, you know that wasn't wasn't panning out the way they expected so no words anyways <laughs> i just wanted to share that little bit of uh of information for you so i mean she make a t-shirt it says dick in the box maybe dick in and then the box in the back or something i don't know that sounds like almost like a band dick in the box how do we say how would you translate that in sicilian let's not even try that now let's leave that alone my mom would kill kick my ass otherwise so anyway hope you guys got a kick out of that as much as i did so we'd love to hear your opinions about this whole peeing and pooping in a box situation. I don't, I don't know. Never heard of it before. I think it's ridiculously stupid. And if anybody does it, you know, again, if you do that, you're just nuts. Um, unless there's for a specific reason, medical issues or whatever. Other than that, it makes no sense, but whatever. I know I'm very opinionated, but anyway, get over it. So, um, so yeah, so that's the situation with the dick in the box. Anyway, Moving on from that dick in the box story, on to actually properly housebreaking a dog. Who dick in the box? So, he goes to get into the stuff that I hear. You can't make this shit up. So, how to housebreak a dog properly? So, the easiest thing to do is to understand that housebreaking a dog is easy. And you have to realize that the only thing that you have to do is to be consistent. That's really the secret to housebreaking dog is consistency, much like everything else, to be honest with you. But housebreaking is so simple that you just follow this process and you just have to be consistent with it. And everything just kind of like works out. It's so basic. It's so simple. That's all you got to do. So housebreaking, number one priority, be consistent. That's your top of the list. Understanding, be consistent. Okay. So what do we have to do to not make a dog pee and poop all over the place? You want to learn it the right way? This way you'll learn how to not let your dog pee, pee and poop all over your house. Okay, Unless you like that, unless you enjoy that, God bless you. I'm assuming, listen, there's a lot of weirdos out there. So I'm assuming people, some people enjoy the dog that shits and pisses all over. The, I don't know. You know what? I'm not judging. You deal with it. Okay. Just, just thinking about it makes my heart palpitate. But listen, there's weirdos out there. So whatever. Not judging. Not judging. Anyway, so housebreaking 101. You bring a puppy home. I'm going to address this more from like a puppy perspective, even though the same concepts do apply if you're bringing home an older dog. I do believe that even if you bring home an older dog who is quote unquote housebroken, you should still address it and set them up on your schedule because that's really what you want ultimately is for a dog to be on your schedule. So you want to get him used to your schedule. If he was like in a foster situation or in a shelter or whatever, um, they may have a different system there. You want to be used to your system, your lifestyle, your, your scenario, your, your, um, your get him used to your lifestyle, your, 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 your schedule, like everything has to revolve around you. So don't be concerned about 
uh, the fact that their house broken, start them off from the ground up. But I'm going to just address this um, from the standpoint of we're dealing with just a puppy. And so same principles. Let's start from the beginning. You bring a dog home. And what I always recommend is, and this is this is my process. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be other people, you know, they're going to say, well, you know what, that's not, that's not going to be, you know what, if you don't like this process, then make a podcast, make a video, tell us what the brilliance of your process is. This is what has worked for me, what has worked for my clients. As long as you're consistent, this system works on every level. Because housebreaking, believe it or not, is not just about going to the bathroom. It's not just bishada kakada. It's not just peeing and pooping. It's also about the fact that this is a behavior that will translate and become other behaviors too. So don't think like, okay, well, I'm going to be loosey-goosey with the, with the housebreaking, with the peeing and the pooping, and then everything else is going to fall in line. No, if you can't be loosey-goosey with one thing, because that does trickle in to other stuff. Believe me, that does. So we want to make sure that we are in control of the housebreaking process. We want to be in control of our dogs going out. Because if you're not in control of the housebreak, if you're not in control of your dog going outside, then they're in control of it. I'm getting ahead of myself. This relates to the other stuff. But if you're not in control of when they go outside, then they are. And that, again, trickles into other things. The more ability they have to control, the more they're going to control other areas. If you don't believe that, tutta buona benedita. Whatever you want to do, but it does affect that because even with clients that I have who, you know, have a, a two dogs in the house and they're fighting with each other. And then I find out that, you know, we, they use doggy doors or whatever the case may be. So how, what's your schedule with housebreaking? Oh, they go whenever they want. They, you know, we let them, you know, we, they scratch at the door, they bark. Oh, bed it, it does affect the behavior. Trust me. You don't believe it. Salutamo. Anyway, so start off right off the bat to every two hours. This is what I always recommend. You bring a puppy home, you start taking them out every two hours. Okay. Why every two hours? Because you get them used to the whole scheduling. Now, if you're starting to find consistent accidents, and when I say consistent, I don't mean like once a week or once every two weeks. That's not consistent. If you're finding accidents, multiple accidents a day, every single day, consistent accidents, then you want to dial it down. You go from two hours to an hour and a half. If you're still finding accidents on a consistent basis, then you, you go down to an hour, okay? You want to range about every, about a week, 10 days, two weeks max, and then you start to increase it again. So if we're going on a two-hour schedule and everything is working out fine, and again, a week, week and a half, 10 days max, now we start to change the schedule up, okay? So we increase it to three hours, okay? A week, 10 days, two weeks max, we increase it to four hours. Same thing, no problems, we increase it to five hours. Now, if you're starting to find that there's some accidents at the five-hour mark, for example, then you dial it down to four and a half. You don't go back to where you were. You just dial it down a little bit. So you go back to four and a half. A week goes by. Everything is cool. You go back to five. And so you end up having a routine where there's going to be going out on a, on a, on a set schedule, but it's not necessarily time-based. It's more... Um, hourly base, like how much time goes in between each house breaking, um, I'm sorry, each bathroom break. So like, for example, my dogs go out every, uh, four times a day. Now, recently, because now they've get, they're getting older. Now, just let me just preface the fact that 
um, out of those four bathroom breaks, the fourth one, the last one is just a really quick pee. So literally I will go outside, they're gonna pee within seconds and then we come right back in. So literally it's a matter of seconds that I'm out there for. The other ones are more lengthy. You know, I walk them a little, a little more around, give them more time. But um, the, the fourth one is just a really quick pee just right before we go to bed. Now, recently I have added a fifth bathroom break and that fifth bathroom break is because they're, you know, they're older. Um, you know, I just wanted to, 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 to add it just because, like I said, it just makes me feel more comfortable. I'm not sure if it does, if it does anything, but for, for my own state, peace of mind, I added the fifth bathroom break and that fifth bathroom break is in between during the day, but it also is a quick pee. It's not a long thing. It's just, we're out. Boom. In fact, I, I take them both out at the same time and just quick pee, bam, go and we come right back in. And yes, I take my dogs out separately. Um, it's just what I prefer. You know, I take them out on a leash. I walk them in a certain area and then we come back in and then I take the other one out and I could literally take both of them out to pee and poop in five to seven minutes. You know, especially if I'm feeling like it, you know, generous, this is just a bathroom break. Now, bear in mind, this has nothing to do with walking. This is just exclusively a bathroom break. Okay. So when it comes to house breaking, when you're teaching your dog, the one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to walk for four miles for two hours until they decide where to go. No, you want it to keep the spaces short spaces. I like to recommend the front of the house and the back of the house, short spaces. You want them to be on leash and you also want to take about 10 minutes max between bathroom breaks. Okay. So what if they don't go, you bring them back in, you put them in the crate or the pen. Hopefully you're using a crate and or a pen. And we could talk about that at another, on another podcast. Then you wait five minutes, then you bring them back out again. Okay. And again, this is just housebreaking 101. I'm not going to get into the whole di dynamic of the, of the structure of the household, but this is just to teach you the basics of, of housebreaking. So short spaces, short times. That's pretty much the gist of it. Okay. Then you also, when you go, they go to the bathroom. You do not, I repeat, you do not go into throwing a parade. You do not go into giving them treats. Why? Because they fucking went to the bathroom. What are we going to do? Buy him a freaking car? Give him a medal? They just went to listen. I'm 47 years old. I cannot remember one time when I got awards for going to the bathroom. Okay. Now, what we do want to do is we want to let them know that they did the right thing. So we had talked about eye contact on a separate podcast. So what's going to happen is when they go, they're going to look at you. And the eye contact means is this where you want me to go? Is this, is this what I'm supposed to do? And then you say, good boy or good girl. That's it. No parades, no treats. Why are we not going to do the treats? Is because by the time they go to the bathroom, they're going to start to associate treats with something completely different. Okay. So the treat does not represent going to the bathroom. The treat represents going outside. The treat represents excitement. So there's dogs that will go outside. They won't even go to the bathroom. They'll come back in and they'll expect the treat because that's the pattern that you created. The housebreaking process does not have any kind of reward system except for acknowledging that they've done a good job. That's it. And it's a very, very matter of fact, authoritative, relaxed, non-event. They'll look at you. Good job. Thank good boy. Thank you. Whatever the hell you want to say. But don't, oh my God, you went to the bed. Oh my God, you're such a good boy. You're such a good boy. Oh my God. Relax, man. I'm at the bed. They just peed and pooped. Calm down. Okay. Very simple. 
we want the housebreaking routine. I'm sorry. We want the bathroom routine to be a calming experience, just like everything else. We don't want it to be an, an, an excitement, energy driven activity, calmness. Everything is about calmness. So no treats, no parades, good boy, good girl, you're done. Okay. Make sure you watch that eye contact because that's really going to be the key as they're going, they're going to look at you. And remember, that's how they're asking for approval. They're asking you for direction. They're saying, is this right? Am I, is this what you want from me? And if you don't say anything, they're not going to know. Okay. So every two hours is, this is, this is the routine. Now in between the two hour period, what's going to happen is there's three circumstances that you want to monitor in order to get this dog housebreaking properly. So within a two hour period, you will be taking your dog out more frequently than just two hours. Okay. So what does that mean? There's three circumstances. The first circumstance is right after they wake up. The second one is right after they eat. Now that one is a little tricky because some dogs need to go out as soon as they're done with their last bite of food. Some dogs can wait as long as an hour. So you kind of have to feel where your dog fits in with that one. And then the third one and the most important one is right after there's a period of excitement or playtime. So let's use this as an, as, as an example. We're on a two hour schedule. We took our dog out at eight o'clock in the morning. The next round would be that's right, 10 o'clock. So now at 8.30, you have some friends come over. They're throwing the ball around with your puppy. They're wrestling, chasing them around, whatever they're doing. They leave by 9 o'clock. What do you do? That's right. You take them out at 9 o'clock, okay? And then the clock resets. So we're not taking them out again at 10. We're taking them out at 11. But if one of those three things happens, then you're taking them out again. So in a two-hour period, you could be taking them out five, six, seven times, but it's important to address those three circumstances because those are the ones that are going to get your puppy house broken properly, especially the third one, which is the excitement or playtime one, because at this age, they're going to be very excited. They're going to be playing. They're going to be running around. It's a lot of excitement at that age and excitement and or playtime. And I, I want to specify this also includes if they are sitting on, if they're, if they're laying on the ground, chewing on a toy. Because most people misunderstand that. I said, well, he's calm. He's just chewing on a bone. The brain is still excited. That's why if you notice, as soon as they're done chewing with the bone, bam, they start to pee. Okay. So the secret there is as soon as you start to see them calm down just a little bit, then all of a sudden, bam, let's take them out. And that includes just sitting there chewing on a bone, just sitting there playing with a toy, whatever the case may be. It includes that. So that's why I say excitement and or playtime, but playtime is also mental. So chewing on a toy, chewing with the bone, chewing on a bone is included, in, is included in that. So don't miss that window. Okay. Consistency. Remember what I said? Consistency. So you're taking them out consistently before they have an opportunity to go this way. They learn, this is where I'm supposed to go. You know what I'm saying? That's the key. Also, What's going to happen is throughout the process, you're going to have some accidents. It's just part of the game. Get used to it. Okay. So what do we do when there's an accident? Very simple. If you find the accident, just clean it up and shut up. There's really not much you can do at that point because you basically miss your window. You probably miss one of the three circumstances. You know, you probably are not on a tight schedule. You're not using your crate properly. You're not using your pen, your pen properly. And you're not, um, you're not structured. You're not consistent with the process. Okay. So if you're not doing that, then yes, you're missing opportunities. And of course you're going to have accidents. So, and even if you are super tight, you're still going to have accidents. It's just the name of the game, you know? So if you find an accident, a pile or a puddle, that's so the merda or antiche pisciazza, 
Don't do anything about it. There's nothing to do about it. You just clean it up and you move on. Okay. There's really nothing else that you can do in that circumstance. Now, what I like to use to clean up any accidents, I like to use a product called nature's miracle. Okay. It does three things. It does number one, it, it gets rid of any stains. Number two, it gets rid of any smells that we could smell. And number three, it gets rid of any smells that they could smell, which is the most important aspect of it. Okay. So it's very simple. You get a paper towel, you clean up the mess, spray that down, get another paper towel, wipe it down and you're done. There's no yelling. Don't do the, the stick in the face in the, in, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the poop. Don't yell. There's nothing to do about it. It's your fault. Take the blame. See, to the bullet, see and move on. Shut up, clean it up, move on. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing to do about it. Okay. All the other bullshit that you heard is ridiculous. It's stupid. There's nothing you can do. At that point, the dog has moved on. Remember, dogs live moment to moment. So at that point, they've moved on from that moment. And now you're correcting something different. Rubbing their face in their own shit is stupid. It, they're looking at you like, wow, what do you, I mean, dogs eat their shit for crying out loud. So what exactly do you think you're accomplishing? You think you're accomplishing something? The only thing you're accomplishing is making you look like a dumbass. That's what you're accomplishing. Okay. So just clean it up and move on, clean it up, shut up, move on. Okay. See, to the polizia, move on little combination. All right. Now, when is it time to address? Here's the key. Your key to addressing is when you catch them in the act. Oh, bed damage when I cut. Yeah, that's what you're gonna do. When you catch them in the act, you want to calmly, and I can't emphasize this enough, calmly interrupt. Don't go into, oh my God, no, you're peeping on these so stop. Relax. Calm. You calmly interrupt. No, hey, stop, whatever. Calmly, you clip a leash on and you take them outside to go to the bathroom. Now, they may go, they may not go, but what you're teaching them is, oh, so this is not where I want, where you want me to go. This is where you want me to go. That's what you're teaching them because you're capturing the moment that they're in the process of going to the bathroom and you're correcting them in that moment, but you're not correcting them with anger or excitement or frustration. If you do, you're not accomplishing shit. Okay. That's what your dog's going to tell you. You're crazy. Because that's the that's the impact you're going to have on your puppy. Okay, so you don't want to address it with excitement, no screaming. Calmly address it. No, stop, knock it off, whatever. You clip a leash on and you go. Okay, so I always recommend having leashes all over the house, literally all over the house. Why? Because the last thing you want to do is start chasing leashes, right? Because this is what's going to happen. Where's the leash? I don't know. You had it last. No, it's not over here. Well, it's so you're supposed to put it on. Well, where'd you put it? By then, guess what? Time's up. Too late. Now you're in phase one, which is clean it up, shut up, and move on. You know what I'm saying? So have leashes all over the house. You could buy them at like a dollar store, okay? You have like, when I was doing this with Pepper, when I was housebreaking Pepper, I had about 15 to 20 leashes all over the house, okay? So at the end, I donated, I donated them to a shelter, okay? I bought 15 to 20 leashes, donated them to a shelter, but at least it was easy to not go crazy. Oh, where's the leash? Where'd you put it? I don't know. Where'd you, you had it last. Well, where is it? It's not here. It's just nuts. And you're adding more excitement because remember, excitement makes a dog go to the bathroom. Should have been, should have been. I think said, dude, you understand what I'm saying? Get the pee shut when they're excited. That's how it works. Okay. Very simple. Now, moving forward from that is when we, when we take them outside, it's the same process. Eye contact, 
good boy, good girl, come back inside. So we want to keep them on a short, on a short spaces because like I said, you don't want them to walk five miles until they find the right spot. Because I got news for you. That's how you teach them to go in a walking pattern. That's the housebreaking process. Bathroom breaks are bathroom breaks. When you go to the bathroom, unless you got some kind of issues, whatever you ate, now all of a sudden you're in the bathroom for eight hours. That's not common sense, right? You go in the bathroom, you do what you got to do, you come out, you're done. That's what we want our dogs to do. Now, the bathroom breaks is incorporated in the walk, but we'll talk about it on a separate podcast. But bathroom break is just quick. It's just we're outside, boom, come back in, right? This is your bathroom area. It's not the whole area. You know what I'm saying? Because otherwise, you're going to start having your dog pee like a million different spots because they're covering up different smells. They're also picking up scents. They're getting excited. They want to go this way. They want to go that way. Who's calling the shots now? It ain't you. Not not you. You're not calling the shots anymore. Does that does that make sense? You want to be in control of the housebreaking process. So that's why it's 10 or 15 minutes. And you want to use your leash. You have to use your leash. Don't be one of those people that lets their dog just run around the backyard free 12 hours a day. No. Again, structure, discipline. Unleash, bring them back in. Unleash, you guide them around. If they get a little excited, use your leash to kind of snap out of them and to direct them where you want them to go. See, you're in control. You are telling them what to do. They have expectations. <sighs> Jesu, these free-for-all things are just piss me off. But anyway, so, so that in a nutshell is really as simple as it gets. There's really nothing else to it. It's just consistency, okay? So the process, the progress of it is that is as you're starting to find that there's consistently no accidents, you're gradually increasing the schedule, right? You go from two hours to three hours to four hours. Okay. Now I also don't want you to be those kind of people that are all about perfection. Okay. This is where the focus on progress, not perfection comes into place. See that little transition. <laughs> you like that, huh? Actually, to be honest, I just came up with that just now. was not planned. Swear to God was not planned anyway, but you don't want to be those kind of people that gets all demoralized and pissed off when, you know, you're seeing the progress on your dog where he has an accident after like th two, three, two, three weeks, four weeks or whatever of not having accidents before it's progress. It's still better. There's, like I said, there's going to be uh, accidents along the way, you know, it's just the normal evolution of it. But the key, the key is to stay consistent with it and to catch those three circumstances. Eventually, those things are going to start to drop down as time goes on. Because also, as you're extending the schedule, you're teaching the brain and the body to be able to hold it, right? If you are consistently taking your dog out every two hours for the rest of their life, they're used to going every two hours. That's the problem. So now if you take them out on the third hour, what's going to happen? They're not used to holding it. You know, physically and psychologically, they need to go. So we want to condition them to go on a schedule. And it's so important for you to be in charge of that schedule. You need to tell them when to go and how to go. And that's really important by to establish yourself as an, as an authority figure, to establish yourself as the leader and to give them expectations, to give them direction, bounds, and limits. If you don't, that's where you're going to have the problems. That's where everybody goes down the wrong path is because you, you're not in control of something as basic as the housebreaking ritual. I got news for you. You ain't in control of nothing. You may think so. You're deluding yourself, but you are not. Okay. So stay in control of the housebreaking system. 
and make sure that you focus on the progress. So here we go. Ready? Focusing on progress, not perfection. Now, this is also not just dog related. This is something that, that is life related. And I use this in my own personal life all the time. What does that mean? Focusing on progress, not perfection is because most people's expectation is perfection all the time. Now, you got to understand that perfection doesn't exist. What we are supposed to, um, our number one objective is not to reach perfection, is to strive for perfection, strive for perfection. And that's where the progress comes into play, right? So we'll talk about housebreaking. Let's talk about that for a second. So just like I said before, if your dog used to go to the bathroom in the house every day, once a day, right? And now all of a sudden, the following week after you've implemented the, you, after you've implemented the right system, and you're consistent with it, now it's like six days, no accidents, one day of an accident. People, they go crazy when that happens. Oh, you know, this dog, he, Jesus Christ, I don't understand, it was going so well, and then he had an accident. Dude, listen to the, what happened. Every day, six days, nothing, one accident. What the hell? Now, let's backtrack this for a second. Seven days accidents. If your dog has six days of accidents and one day of no accident after you're starting to implement the right schedule, that's progress. That's better than it was. You know what I'm saying? That's because you're doing the right things, which means things are improving. Things are getting better. And that's the whole point. Perfection does not exist. It does not exist. Okay. If we are, are trying to achieve perfection, we will be disappointed every single time. And this is in life. You know, this happens to me all the time as well. When I, you know, start off a project, like, you know, we, we started off, me and my team started off this, this podcast, for example, we started off this podcast as, as, as a, as a new project. And of course, you know, nobody's perfect. Not even me. I know hard to imagine, right? Not even you really, you know? Yeah, I know. Not even me. I'm not even, I'm not perfect, but um, practice. What I preach is what I try to do and progress, not perfection. You know what I mean? I stumble along the way. As much as I preach and practice that as best I can, there are stumbling blocks and it's progress better than I was. You know what I'm saying? I've continued to improve. So for example, with the podcasting, that's one of those stumbling blocks. You know, my expectation were that, that things were going to like be perfect. I was going to be perfect. My, my way of, of doing things on the podcast, my, my talking style, my way of explaining things. And my team will tell you that, you know, I'm always criticizing myself. I'm always, always over criticizing myself, you know, because I'm striving for perfection. And the mistake that I make sometimes is that I expect perfection. You know what I mean? I, I go out of the progress component and now I'm in the perfection component. Like I expect results. I want this podcast to be, you know, great. I want every part of it to be perfect, you know? It doesn't work that way. It's a constant evolution. And I'm very pleased in a short period of time on how much better I've become at doing this. You know, um, when I first started doing this, it was weird because I'm here I am. I'm talking to myself. Now, yes, I know I do talk to myself to, to gain control. And, and we know I'll get to that another time. But, um, you know, this is this is weird. Like this is not natural for me to be able to to talk to myself in a, in a conversation. It's just not what I'm what normally uh, it's not it's not what I'm comfortable with, you know. So how can I expect myself to be great? How can I expect this podcast to be known all over the world when we just started it? 
You know what I mean? And so that really was my expectations. Like I expected perfection. And so now I have to backtrack and look at things and say, you know what? Progress, you know, at least you recognize that that was the case and you stop it. And now we move forward and we address it the right way, which means let's focus on the progress of it. Let's focus on improving how we do it. Let's focus on getting better at it. Let's focus on how many more subscription we're getting, how many more followers we're getting, you know, that's really what where the progress comes into play. And I'm very pre- pleased. I'm very pleased with myself um, because of the fact that that I feel, correct me if I'm wrong, that as I'm doing these things, I'm getting better. You know, I'm starting to be able to, to, to get more comfortable discussing the topics. And I'm able to focus on those topics that really I've been wanting to focus on, dog-related topics, inspirational topics, entertaining topics. You know, remember, I'm a payach, I'm a clown. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's, it, you know, to talking, everything about this is, is, is just constantly improving. So if, if, if I were to, you know, focus on the perfection aspect of it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be disappointed, which has, did happen a few times where I was so disappointed. I'm like, why am I bothering doing this? You know, it's not as popular as I want it to be. I'm not as good as I want it to be. I don't like how I'm, how I'm performing. I don't like the results. I started looking at the perfection aspect of it instead of the progress of it, you know? It's a slow improvement. People are starting to get the hang of it. My progress personally is getting better. So it's a slow evolution. So if if we start to look at progress, I'm sorry, if we start to look at the perfection of it, we lose our motivation. We're not motivated to continue to do something, to continue to improve, to continue to actually do whatever it is that we're doing. And that's really the issue um, when it comes to it, because most people, they give up and myself included when they don't achieve perfection. So even with like the dog situation, people will say, well, you know, how long is this going to take for? And my response is simple, is simple. How long is it going to take to do what? You're still, you're still learning yourself. So why are you putting so much pressure on your dog? I'm not putting pressure on you. And this is the conversation that I'll have with my clients is I'm expecting progress from you, from my clients. I want progress from them. Okay. If you were, I don't know, um, we'll talk about housebreaking. If you were yelling at your, at your dog every single time they had an accident and now all of a sudden you're realizing, oh shit, you know what? Yesterday I, I, I yelled at my dog and then, you know, I stopped, but unfortunately today I yelled again. Guess what? I'm okay with that because it's progress. You're getting better. You're realizing that you made a mistake and you're saying, whoa, I made a mistake. Great progress. So when people say, well, I want my dog to be, to stop having accidents. Well, how can you expect that from your dog when I don't expect that from you? You know, I'm expecting you to be better, but I'm not expecting perfection. You're expecting perfection. Guess what? You will be disappointed. If I expected perfection from my clients, I would be disappointed every single time. You know what I mean? That's how it works. I'm not expecting perfection from my clients. Therefore, I cannot imagine why you're expecting perfection from your dog. Make sense? And this is just not just housebreaking. This is anything in general. You know, you need to focus on the progress of something because the other reason why is most of the time, what I see happening is that if people start to see progress in some areas, you know, what they do is they stop doing the stuff that got them that progress in the first place. You know what I mean? So I, I, I equate that to, you know, a football player that breaks their leg in three places. And then all of a sudden they're feeling a little bit better. And they're like, "Mm, you know what? I'm able to put some weight on this leg. You know what? Let me go back out and start playing football again. 
You know what I mean? What's going to happen? I am The leg's going to break again because it wasn't fully healed. So if we're not addressing a behavior, following the process and continuing to progress in the, in the right direction, that is the stuff that got us that progress. So if we stop doing the stuff that got us those results, that got us that progress, you know what's going to happen? We're going to go right back to where we were before. That is such a typical mistake that I see. People get cocky. They get happy with the process that's going in the right direction. So they're like, you know what? This is going well. Let me just stop. Or let me revert back to what I was doing before. Now, if you revert back to what you were doing before, guess what? You're going to go back to those problems. Fasenso. That's my point. If it doesn't, if you're, if you're following, if you're doing something and it's working, why stop doing it? You know what I mean? You want to continue to do the things that got you the results. Does that mean that you always have to be that strict and tight? Absolutely not. But you still have to maintain, maintain the process, you know? So when you maintain control, when you maintain the way you've been doing things, it's almost like, like losing weight. You know, if you're trying to lose a hundred pounds, the process, the progress of it is key, right? So you have a process and you're following that process. And now you're trying to lose a hundred pounds. So you have a system in place and you're doing it and you're consistent with it. Cause that's really going to be the key. You're consistently doing it. So, you know, next week, I lost five pounds. The following week, you lose three pounds. The following week, you lose 10 pounds. The following week, you lose a pound. That's really where people start to get all psychologically screwed up. Well, I only lost a pound. You only lost a pound. Yes, you're still making progress. That's the right word, progress. You're still moving in the right direction. So what if there's a hiccup? You know, I gained two pounds. Okay. What about the following week? Well, I lost three pounds. Okay. So you still, so you lost two pounds, you gained two pounds, but you lost three. So you're still down one pound in just those two days. I don't see the problem. You know what I mean? Because that's going to happen. Listen, we're all human. There's going to be, you know, a stumbling block. Maybe it was a holiday. Maybe you had a bad day. Maybe you, whatever. Maybe you had a party, whatever the case may be. You forgot you, whatever. Give yourself that understanding that it's okay. As long as you continue to move in the right direction, you know what it was, you know, I, I had a busy week and, you know, I couldn't take the dog out properly. And because of that, you know, he had some accidents and, you know, okay. So following week, you get back to where you were because that's what got you the progress in the be to begin with. You know what I mean? That's why I started this whole thing. When I said like the housebreaking, the key is consistency, but you gotta be lenient with yourself because, you know, go easy. Don't, don't, don't kick yourself in all over the place. I mean, listen, I tend to do that too. You know, I expect perfection from myself a lot, but again, perfection doesn't exist. And if we expect perfection, we will be disappointed every single time. Perfection doesn't exist. Focus on progress. And to me, you know, me personally, I think that when I find myself in a situation that, um, you know, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to, and then I recognize that, that to me is progress because before I wouldn't have, I would just would have kept doing the wrong things and thinking that I was doing the right stuff. So to me, that's progress, you know? So there's always ways to find the progress. There's always ways to look for the progress. You know, if you 
don't look for it, then you're never going to find it. If you try to find the negative and you dig deep, you're going to find a lot of bad shit. But again, if you start to focus on that, then all of a sudden, where's the motivation? Because, oh, you know what? I can't do this. You know, I, I messed up. Okay. So you go back to where you were, you know? And so we're talking about housebreaking. We go back to the process. Not a big deal. Well, you know, I went away on vacation. I came back and it's messed up. Back to basics. You know, you know what to do. Now just do it. You're trying to lose 100 pounds. You know what to do. Now just do it. But follow along. So you're trying to lose 100 pounds, five pounds one week, three pounds another week, 10 pounds the following week. I only gained, I gained two pounds. And I lost another pound. And, and it's like this whole thing. But as soon as you get to your goal, here's the thing. You can't stop doing the stuff that got you to your goal. Now you got to maintain that because if you're saying, well, shit, you know, I, I'm, I lost a hundred pounds. Now, order my buffo. Order me manchu kiddo kiboy. Now I'm going to eat whatever I want. Me manchi stegiola. Me mancha tripa. Me manchi frankifuite. You can't eat everything you want again. You know, me I'm going to drink a whole gallon of wine. No, because then you're going to go back the other way. You know what I mean? So now you got to maintain that. So the same thing here is any kind of time that you're trying to rehabilitate a behavior, you're trying to train a behavior, trying to teach your dog to do certain things. Understand that you have to have the right mindset. You know, your mindset is key to your dog doing or becoming what it is that you want to become. If you're a negative Nelly, then where's the incentive? You know, if a child's bringing home F's, and now they're doing things differently. And now they finally bring home a D plus or D minus even. Okay. It's not good, but it's progress. It's better than an F. You know what I mean? We're moving in the right direction. So we have to acknowledge that we have to respect and say, you know what? You're doing good. Keep it up. We're still not there, but you still got to improve, you know? Okay. So if the child is doing this, pro this, the specific process that got that progress, then keep doing that. If they don't, they're going to revert back to the old way of doing things and get those results. Does that make sense? And the same thing applies when it comes to ourselves, you know, you know, when it comes to me personally, like I said, you know, coming from a situation that, 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 you know, living in fear and doubt and insecurity for the most of my life and not just dog related, but in general, you know, I have what I call the worry monsters in my head all the times or, you know, they're always there. Like no matter what goes on, something goes wrong. It's just easy to beat myself up. Ah, you know, this is not going to work. I don't know. I, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. You know, you st the, the worry monsters start to like, you know, take over. And before you know it, you're done, you know? So you go back to basics. Okay. Wait a minute. We got to this point. What did we do? Let's go back to that. You know, so we'll talk about the podcast, for example, like when I came away, my, my passion in life is simple. What I love to do is I love to teach. I love to inspire and I love to entertain. That's what I want. That's what I want. Call me Pat the Bayacho. You know, um, that's really what I enjoy teaching and inspiring, entertaining. So, you know, my, my, my past is, is, is in depth. There's been a lot of shit going on and you know, you, you're, we're talking a lot about it and, and, and you're going to get to find out more, but you know, teaching about dogs is what I love. You know, this is what, what God made me for. This is why I'm here. And you know, if, if, if we start to lose track of the purpose of why that is, and we start to focus on other things, then we're starting to, we're, we're going in the wrong direction, you know, 
I love to teach, inspire, and entertain. That's why I'm doing this podcast. That's why I'm sitting here in front of a microphone talking to myself like a crazy person. So before, I so you know, when I, when I, if I told my, like my mom or my, you know, th they crack up because, you know, old school Sicilians, they'd be like, so para solo, mas se fode. Que faze, pai tuto vive, jinky jinky, se mariaco, pigex atarienda. That's what they'll say because in, legitimately, that's really what I'm doing. I'm talking to myself. It doesn't make sense. But what's the goal here? You know, and I understand that throughout this, throughout this process, you know, there's going to be stumbling blocks. You know what I mean? And I want to be able to reach the world because I believe, I truly believe that I can help even just one person. You know, um, I know there's a lot of people out there that are suffering with doubt, they're suffering with fear, they're suffering with the fact that, you know, they're in a job, they want to do something else, but they can't, you know, whatever the case may be, they don't think that there's any hope when it comes to their dogs, you know, and um, I'm going to have some special guests on this podcast, they're going to talk to you about hope when it comes to their dogs, because there is, and you're looking right at them. So, you know, that's really what, what I, what I need to focus on. And sometimes you kind of like sway off. Well, you know, nobody's listening and nobody's watching. Am I doing the right thing? Did I explain this correctly? And my team knows this because I talk to them about it all the time. You know, I trust my team 110%. And so, you know, um, I'm going to, I want their opinion on it because I want them to see that I am fallible too. I want them to see that I am not perfect just like anybody else. So this is about reality. <clears throat> you know, I don't want to become one of those people that just showcases how great they are. And, you know, they'll do videos about, you know, how great they, you know, their techniques and, you know, I'm not, my ego is, 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 is fine. I don't need to, I don't need people pumping sunshine up my ass. So I don't need that. You know, what I want is I want to continue to get better, you know, and that's exactly what you should want for yourself and what you should want for your dog, because this is the, the way it works. I'm here to teach you. You're here to teach your dog. So if I'm expecting progress from you, do not expect perfection from your dog. You know what I mean? From a, from a personal standpoint, it's the same thing. You know, perfection does not exist. And if we feel that we have found perfection, again, we stop doing the stuff that got us that. And then, got in tierra. You go back to where you were. That's just how it works. So we have to constantly strive for perfection, focusing on the progress. And we are always happy with the progress. This is getting better. You know, I look at myself when I'm doing this podcast and I'm like, I'm getting better. At least I hope. I love some opinions on it. You're open. I'm open. You could tell me, you could criticize. I'm cool with it. I really want to know if I'm doing better. My team always tells me you're definitely doing better. And that really is what makes me motivated to continue to get better. You know, I'll analyze it myself. Like I said, I'm overcritical. You know, I overthink it. That's another thing. Progress, not perfection. I'm doing my best to not overthink. The overcriticizing, I'm still doing, I still want to do that as well because overcriticizing is almost like I'm putting myself down. You know what I mean? I'm not happy with the progress. I'm not happy with myself. And that I feel is still a problem. So I'm, I'm, I'm working on, I'm, I'm, I'm working on, um, not doing that as much because of the fact that it's not healthy. You know what I mean? So overthinking, you know, over being overcritical of yourself, it's not good. You know, you want to 
be, be, you know, be honest. And, you know, you are going to be, at least for me, you know, I'm my worst critic, you know, and this is in, in every area, but I have, I'm learning and I'm getting better at not over criticizing, not overthinking. There's still moments. So I'll look at the whole big picture and I'll say, okay, you know what? You used to do it at a bigger level. Now you're doing it at a lesser level. That's good. That's progress. See what I'm saying? It's progress, not perfection. So when it comes to our dogs, when it comes to anything that we're trying to do in life, it's the same thing. Focusing on progress, not perfection. That will always keep you happy. That will always keep you motivated. It's that simple. Okay. Um, I would love to hear your opinions on everything we talked about today. I hope that you guys get something out of it. You know, God has really blessed me. Um, and I, you know, I talk to God a lot about, you know, about what's going on. And, you know, when I talk to God, I always ask him for, for three things. First of all, I say, thank you. And I thank you for, for, I thank him for his protection. I, I thank him for his inspiration and I thank him for his guidance. So the inspirations are always there. Like I'm always, you know, my brain is always like coming up with a lot of different things. And, you know, I put a lot of faith, uh, let me rephrase that. I put all my faith in God. So it's, it's easier for me to kind of like come away from, from those negative, those negative doubts, I'm sorry, those doubts and those negativities because I trust God and I have faith in that. But, um, you know, we're all, you know, nobody's perfect. You know what I mean? So anything that we're doing, we have to give ourselves some slack. I give myself, I'm, I'm learning to give myself some slack and to accept the fact that, okay, you know, it's not always going to be great. You know, there's going to be some mistakes. And when it comes to like our dogs, you know, even when I was working with socks and I'm, you know, when I was raising pepper, there's things that I did that, that were wrong, even though I was doing a lot better than when I raised peanut, who actually is right there. And if you guys are curious as to what this thing behind me is, this is the second podcast where we've had this little thing behind me. And you're probably wondering like, what the hell is that? And I'm a little annoyed because uh, baby girl pepper over there, you really can't see her. So I'm going to have to figure out how to, how to, oh, that actually works better. Um, and you can see my ugly face too. But, uh, but I have to cover this up because, you know, my mom doesn't like the fact, so I have to cover this up in case I don't, you know, when I don't shave, which I really don't, I have a little bit of scruff, you know, but cover that up. Can't say it. Ha ha ha. Um, but there's my baby girl pepper, but this is that I got, and I wanted to, uh, showcase my baby. So that socks down here is pepper and over, oh, where is it? There he goes. And that's, uh, that's peanut, that's baby boy peanut. Um, and you know, we're going to have other stuff going on with this, with this thing. It's there for a reason. And we're going to have some fun with that too. And of course I got to figure out this whole thing with pepper. Maybe I'll uh, switch things around. So we'll see. But anyway, in case you were wondering what the hell this thing back here was progress, we're constantly making things better and innovating and, you know, expanding and doing good stuff. So, um, so I want to thank you guys for watching barking for balance, any questions, any topics you want to go over, let me know. And uh, catch you guys next time. Peace out.